What's up, Smile Squad? It's your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. Welcome to the Professionally Silly Station, recorded with the Anchor app. Unfortunately, this particular podcast is not going to be a silly one. I um, I did have a different episode prepared for today, but early this morning, Empire star Jesse Smollett was assaulted in a homophobic hate crime in Chicago by two white men screaming, this is MAGA country and other racial and homophobic slurs at him. Now, Jesse was hospitalized after a brutal attack by the two homophobic Trump supporters. Uh, It was around 2 a.m. around when this happened. Not only did they beat him, but they wrapped a rope around his neck and poured a chemical substance on him. It is thought to be that that particular chemical substance was bleach that was thrown on him. Uh, The incident did occur around 2 a.m., not too long after Jesse arrived to Chicago from New York. According to Instagram's Baller Alert, he was on his way to Subway for a late snack when someone yelled, Aren't you that faggot on Empire, nigger? Both white men were wearing ski masks, and Jesse fought back as best he could, but they beat him badly and even fractured a few ribs. They put a noose around his neck poured bleach on him as they left they yelled this is MAGA country now after the attack he was able to get himself to a hospital where he was actually thank goodness later discharged now as I'm sharing this with you I'm becoming more and more full of anger and fear because they knew exactly who he was. And I know this because it's said that eight days ago, according to TMZ, that Jesse got a note that was sent to Fox Studios in Chicago. Now, that's where they filmed the show Empire. Uh, the note was cut out letters spelling, you will die black fag. And there looked like to be a photo or a picture that was drawn of someone holding a gun and uh, shooting Jesse is is who it seems to be. Now, the envelope that the note arrived in appeared to say MAGA in the upper left-hand corner. Now, uh, Chicago PD says that they're investigating the incident as a possible hate crime and that they are canvassing the area for any surveillance videos. Possible hate crime? Are Are you fucking kidding me? What about this isn't a hate crime? They called him a nigger, a faggot. They tied a noose around his neck and poured bleach on him while beating him. That shit, it, it screams hate to me. I don't, I, don't, I don't really understand this, to be honest with you. Act Up New York on Twitter says, and I quote, When a community member is attacked with racially and homophobic charged words it is a hate crime let me read that again when a community member is attacked with racially and homophobic charged words it is a hate crime not alleged not possible not apparent we demand justice for jesse smollett now that is a tweet coming from at at act up new york on twitter and i gotta say i a hundred percent agree with what they said they still have the veil over their eyes when you think about it. And it's sad. Uh, The sad part is that a lot of people think that this shit is new. This is, this is just the most current and we happen to be hearing about it because Jussie is well known. And just, just think of this. Okay. When you think about like this, if it can one, if it can happen to a wonderful man like Jussie, it can happen to any of us. 
And it does happen more often than than you may think. Now, I would love it if you guys would call in and share your opinion about this. If you um, if you have a story that happened to you or someone close to you, I, I want you to be heard. I, I don't I don't really have a huge platform, but I want to use the small voice that I do have to help bring awareness to this horrifying problem that we have, not only in this country, but around the world. You know, there are some countries who openly kill homosexuals and encourage their citizens to do the same. Earlier this week, I came across an uh, Instagram page called Where Love is Illegal. And um, they posted a picture of a man from Egypt who had blood all over his face. And of course, the image caught my eye. So I decided to take a look at the post. And what I read, it... Oh... The anger I felt as I read this was just, it was, it was real, you know, and um, I want to go ahead and I want to share this post with you. So I found the, um, the post on the where love is legal Instagram page And uh, this is uh, something, a story that happened in Egypt. And it says, I was leaving my house heading to a movie theater when a car stopped in front of me. Three men stepped out of the car and started beating me up. They were about to kidnap me, except that one of the workers in my neighborhood saw what happened and ran toward us. They jumped back into the car before one of them said to me, the next time you'll be stabbed in your stomach. Fahid and I, I apologize if I'm saying his name incorrectly. Fahid is a gay man from Egypt. After learning he was cancer-free, he posted on Facebook, drawing thousands of likes, but also attention to his account, which said he is gay. Hate messages began flooding in, and after a few weeks, he was attacked in the street. More threats continued, and Egyptian police arrived at his mother's house, uh, his mother's house to arrest him. On Thursday, the 13th of December, I received a phone call from someone who said to me, we know you're leaving Egypt, but we will slaughter you before you do. But I left Egypt. This picture was taken after the first attack. So on their on their page, it says, uh, read Fahid's story with the where is love, where is love illegal hashtag campaign, a platform for LGBTI stories of discrimination and survival. So that's that's pretty much what their page is about. And when I came across that, I was furious and I came across this just yesterday and then to wake up this morning only to find out that one of the people that I respect actually you know, I actually idolized Jesse Smollett to find out that even he is can be a target on something like this. It's just very eye-opening. Man, I gotta tell you, that is some heavy shit. The, the fact that the police over there went to his mother's house to arrest him. Can you... Do you understand? You know, that is just, we complain a lot about how things are here. And I'm not saying we don't have the right to because things are harsh. Look what happened to Jesse just this morning, you know, but to be arrested for being gay, to receive threats like this by 
like thousands of people, hundreds of people. That that's just terrifying. You know, and, and this is something that, that needs to come to light because it's something that many people don't think about because it doesn't affect them directly. You know, and, and unfortunately that's how a lot of things work in this world. If it doesn't affect us directly, then it means it doesn't exist and it's not important. But I'm hoping that this this podcast will reach the ears of many people that will bring them to, you know, to understand that this is happening. I want to make them aware. I also decided that um, I wanted to bring in another wonderful podcaster who is also a part of the black and LGBT community. Um, she's got her own podcast. You know, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and let her introduce herself. Let's see if this works this time. Hey, do I got you on here? Yeah. I don't Fantastic. know what happened first. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? It took me it, a second it, to get the you first on time, The first time it popped up on my phone, and then it just went away, and then it popped up on the Chromebook, so. Yeah. Wow. Well, we got you now. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? All right. Well, um, hi, everyone. I am Javia Nicole. I am the host of Black Radical Career Podcast, produced by Main Hustle Media, and um, it's very, it's bittersweet, I'll say, um, to be on with Amber today. I, I mean, I enjoy talking to Amber, so that's, you know, cool, but it's like the circumstances uh, are terrible, so um, that's why I say it's bittersweet, but that's who I am for those of you all who, who do not know me. <laughs> well, it is amazing to have you and thank you again for for joining uh this podcast because i feel like the issue is very serious is very important and the you know the fact that something like this could happen to someone as well known as jesse smollett it it's insane you know mm-hmm. but it's also it's also kind of it makes it even more scary because that lets you know how fearless these type of hate mongers really are do you know what i mean yeah i mean hate hate is a hell of a drug so um it when people are fueled by that um they feel invincible you know they feel like they can accomplish and they can do whatever the hell they want to do um so it's yeah they just i feel like they have like this it's almost like an addiction or something where they just think they could just be reckless and do whatever they want to do and um it ends up impacting people like jesse or like other you know lgbt folks um and the thing that something that you said that really um well i mean everything you said definitely was spot on but something that you mentioned uh just when you were talking about you're talking about the the story and just kind of giving the facts and Chicago PD looking at it like, oh, well, you know, this is being investigated as a possible hate crime. And when I was doing my reading, uh, it was talking about, oh, um, they're investigating it as battery. Um, and they didn't even, at that time for that article, they didn't even mention uh, investigating it as a hate crime. And so um, that really stood out to me because, you know, it really shows, um, that our stories when you look at the lives of black queer people 
our stories um, are not seen as credible. Mm -hmm. Like when we go through things, when we go through things, our pain is seen as less valid. There's this history, like historically, Black folks are looked at um, like we can take more pain. Like we have a higher pain threshold than uh, other people. Like we're just built for it. Like that's, that's the historical belief. And so that's the attitude that people have when they see these stories. Like, you know, we're just expected to be strong through everything. Like, oh, you know, just pull mm -hmm. through and, you know, it'll be okay. And it's just, and it's like, what, what folks don't understand is that when you're living, th this is why on my show I talk a lot about intersectionality because we cannot separate um, being black and being like LGBT. We, we exist in both at the same time. And so we can't just be like, oh, it's, you know, it's fine. And just, you know, keep, uh, we can't, we can't act as if it doesn't impact our day-to-day -day lives. Like this is an everyday possibility, an everyday fear. Exactly. Um, and so I think that this happening is a prime example of that reality of the fact that just by existing, and this is a, another thing that came to mind for me when I, when you were talking about the, um, the guy in Egypt, but to be basically deemed um, undesirable or criminal simply by your existence. Like with the guy in Egypt, he simply, but I mean, like just existing, not doing anything bad, anything wrong by his very existence was deemed a criminal. So they're like, okay, we're going to lock right. you up. Or with Jesse being like, you know, him just living his life, walking, going about his business and he's deemed undesirable. So they're like, oh, well, we're going to have to get rid of him. It's ridiculous. It, and, and, and it sucks. You know, it's just it's just plain ridiculous. Because not only is Jesse Smollett literally pretty much exactly like the character that he plays in Empire. Very, very mm -hmm. humble, very kind, very loving individual. Mm -hmm. You know, for them to... And, and, and they knew who he was. This This was... They knew right. who he was. Oh, they specifically they specifically made it known that they knew exactly. who he was. So it's no one is exempt. Like we have and that's the thing too. Um, because sometimes people have that attitude of, oh, well, if I just, you know, if I just lay low or if I just live my life this, that, you know, this kind of way or whatever, I'll be fine. But you can be an amazing person. You can do 50 fundraisers and work for 500 charities mm -hmm. and stuff. It doesn't matter because you as long as you exist and a black body and a queer body and a black queer body, you are a target. Oh, especially if you're both. It I mean, it's, it's, it's bad exactly. enough to be black. It's bad enough to be gay. Mm -hmm. But how dare you be black and gay? It's, com it's compounded. Yeah, it's like, it, so that's what I mean about um, we can't separate because um, when you're just existing, like you're existing as both at the same time. And so people are responding to both at the same time. And he was targeted for both. I mean, they the remarks that they made let it be known that it was racially motivated and it was also motivated by his sexual it was it was def in other words it was a fucking hate crime through and through there absolutely no it's time <laughs> i mean there's no way there's no there's no debate so the fact that they're saying oh possible that pissed me yeah. off because already already you're um expressing like this lack of credibility like oh it may or may not no no let's look at what happened there's no, it's no question about it, but the fact that you're inserting a question where there is none, piss me off, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's that it bullshit. definitely hits home <laughs> because, you know, a lot of people have their own stories, their own experiences um, that happen similar to Jesse, maybe not as bad or maybe even worse, 
You know, some of these mm-hmm. stories, some people didn't get yeah, to live. Some people don't live. Look exactly. at Marsha B. Johnson. You feel me? Oh, she she, didn't, she right. never got so, to live. So many people don't to, live. to really do more good. You know, to, right? Because Lord knows she was that was a soldier oh, yeah. right there. That was just a a trailblazer, and that being cut short by hate. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I was uh, mentioning to Amber in a uh, when we had a conversation. I have dealt Amber's with Amber's closet. No, oh, me. No, we were just talking um, before. But um, when I was um, younger, so I'm 30, when I was like, I want to say maybe 15, I, I know I was like in my early teens. Um, so either 14 or 15, no older than 16. Um, so I was in Atlanta because um, that's where I'm from. And um, I was just minding my business. Me and a friend of mine were actually walking down the street. And at this time, when I came out, um, you know, I was a little baby lesbian. At the time, this was the time where everybody wore rainbow mm-hmm. stuff, like rainbow popping. You know, it was like really, really popular. Yeah. For you, to, you know, for you, you to yourself like, bracelets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were like walking pride daily, you know. Um, so at the, so I, yeah, so I was probably like 14, 15. So we're walking, me and my friend are walking down the street coming from work and um, minding our business. Now me, I was kind of like, kind of tomboy-ish presenting, not super masculine, <laughs> not super feminine, kind of that, uh, kind of in between. And then my friend was masculine presenting. Um, still, you know, you could clearly tell that she was a woman, but, you know, more masculine of center. Um, and I, th- I feel like we may have, may have had the appearance of possibly being a couple mm-hmm. or something, maybe. Also had on like some rainbow stuff, not like ridiculous, but maybe like a bracelet. I had on a bracelet, um, whatever. So we're just walking, talking, laughing. These guys, they pull up um, beside us. We're in downtown Atlanta. These guys pull up beside us in their car. And um, it's like three guys in like a convertible. And um, they start yelling at us, um, start yelling like slurs at us and calling us dykes and telling us that we were nasty, that we're going to hell. And we, um, I don't know how, I don't know how much I should say, because I don't know if your show is Yeah, you're fine. (laughs) They were like, um, you know, so calling us dykes, calling us bitches and all this kind of stuff and telling us, you know, um, that they knew that some dick could change that. And it was real ridiculous. Um, I'll just, I'll never forget because we were like, we kind of just, um, it just caught us off guard because we're in our own little world, kind of just talking and laughing and um, they start throwing stuff at us um, and started following us. So we're walking um, to the, we were walking to the train station. So we're just like, okay, how can we, so we start trying to, so at this point we're scared because we're like, these are grown men uh, in a car. We're already outnumbered. They're in a car. They're following us. They're throwing stuff at us. They've already expressed like disdain for us. So, what do we do? So we start looking around, like, where can we, where can we go? basically go where they can follow us? Yeah. So we start looking for, like, somewhere, like, go inside. And we ended up going inside of a business, like a restaurant or something, um, and just kind of looking out the window, glancing out the window until we saw them leave. Because they were, like, waiting for us to come back out initially, and then they end up leaving. And it was terrifying. I can um, imagine how that was gonna go we didn't know how it's gonna turn out we just knew we were minding our business and the next thing we know we're being yelled at from a car and having things thrown at us 
And um, you're young girls at this at this time, so of course, like right. as an adult, we're like I fourteen, probably fourteen and sixteen, or fourteen and 15. You know what I'm saying? Like we're teenagers, um, and we didn't know. So I mean, my thing is, so many people are targeted at that point. Like I instantly got into survival mode. Like where can we go? Where because I'm like I don't know if they're gonna get out the car because they start following us. So I'm like, are they gonna park and hop out? Are they gonna? you know, do, do more than throw guns? stuff at us? Do they have like, weapons? Yeah. Exactly. So um, it was terrifying. And, but the reality is um, when you exist as a black person, a queer person, a black woman, whatever, like that's a part of your reality. Like you walk with a target mm-hmm. on your back. Cause you never know, you never know. You know, a lot of people sometimes like to discuss, you know, the differences or the similarities to being black and to being Jewish. Um, I cannot Hmm. say I understand what it's like to be Jewish. Like they can't say that they understand what it's like to be black. Right. Because in my opinion, being black can be a little harder. I mean, these days, simply because it's Mm -hmm. just the color of the skin immediately. You know, you can't can't hide hide it. it. Because you can be Jewish and And be um, what I call stealth. Correct. You can blend in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And Absolutely. I'm not saying that, you know, the history of what happened uh, to them is not right. horrible because it's, it is, it's fucking horrible. Right. But I but can still. only speak, you know, to what I have experienced and what I know to mm-hmm. be fact because I lived it. That's why some things people don't need to, some things I feel like some comparisons should be made and some shouldn't because absolutely what Jews went through was like horrendous. Yeah. Like, kidding me that was ridiculous but it's still different because you still have some sort of privilege operating that we can never have unless you are a white passing person which neither of us are we are both yes. chocolate. <laughs> i mean i'm talking about the milkiest of the milkiest <laughs> listen we're like the same complexion so we, we both chocolate, chocolate all right um so we can't we can't pass with nothing but black and blacker <laughs> so um, <laughs> so that's not even so we have no proximity to that privilege. Um, so I do feel like that. I um, worded that. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, but that's the reality. It's the same thing too for, let's say if you're um, a white queer woman and you're femme presenting, then you still have that possibility of maybe being like stealthy. You still have that veil. People assume, people assume you're straight. And now it's messed up that people assume that um but that's a whole other issue but you still have some type of privilege um that's why a lot of times like there are masculine presenting women and feminine presenting men who are targeted more because they go against that kind of like the the binary of that gen- yeah. you know, the gender expression yeah. um they're more visible you, you get that hyper visibility um so yeah so it's like it's levels i hate when people kind of try to make it seem like uh, the oppression Olympics. I'm like, you know, it's all kind of struggles, but there are levels to this. And it's some stuff that we just don't have access to. And we ain't got access to that. Yes. Much. No, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I still go to some stores, especially if I'm in Koreatown, the motherfuckers be staring me down, bro. Like <laughs> I feel like mm. I gotta walk in with my hands up. So they know I ain't touching nothing. You know what I'm saying? But you know, what's so crazy. Um, I, I remember around the time when I first moved out here, um, me and my wife went in a beauty supply mm-hmm. store and we just mind our business. We shot, we come out. And the first thing we said to each other, when we walked out, did you notice that they didn't follow us or stare at us? <laughs> like, we 
because like at the same time like did you and they were like dang you noticed like crazy because they're so used yeah. to that happening because we can't <laughs> yeah yeah you know i i gotta tell you i i do get that that same kind of i i, I guess tingly jolt when like an elderly white person holds a door for me and i'm like what <laughs> I'm here, bro. like inside i'm like doing backflips and i'm like we can make it you know? <laughs> i cannot that is hilarious you know but as um as 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 quoted by Martin Luther, by Martin Luther King Jr. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I I certainly hope that Chicago PD is literally doing everything they can because now that this has gone viral, everybody knows about it. His fans, his family, his friends, everyone, and that includes several celebrities, including the brat, you know, Aisha Hines. Sherry Shepard and, and more, the entire cast of Empire, mm-hmm. the writers, the crew, they all love him because he's a great right. person. So these two right. fucks who decided to do this, they don't understand that the internet is now at work because we find shit out. The Chicago PD can't. Oh, that's the thing. It's like, oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, we have some, like, some of the best investigative work is done by regular exactly. people on social media and i mean because the reality is the world is watching Mm -hmm. but we see so many things happen and it's like we're all watching and we see regular people you know dig up more and find more information than the authorities so that's like we you know that really has no bearing on them they still do the same ridiculous things regardless whether we're watching or not but um a lot of times now it doesn't stop there because we start doing our research and, and rallying against things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's under the rug if we don't. Exactly. Um, so many issues, if it's like swept under the rug, we bring it back to light. Like, hold up, no, this is not right. Y'all trying to act like this didn't mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> you know? See, that's what happened um, with the young lady um, who was raped for years, killed her rapist, then they threw her in prison for murder. Mm-hmm. Since you know? Brown. Yeah, I was just thinking about um her when I said when I was talking, I was thinking about Centoya. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She um I mean she was in prison for what's it was yeah. a long time. I want to say six years, but I'm trying to think, am I wrong? Um, but I feel like that's correct. A year is too I, long. I, I, Three days was too damn long. Right. And she's still she's not gonna be released until August. Um exactly. Because she's just to do her uh do her release plan. But that's the thing. I mean, we live in a world where um, you know, predators are still free mm-hmm. and people protecting themselves. Children, this young girl who's now a grown woman protecting herself has been incarcerated for exactly. years. And then I, I, another, another example of that would be, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but I'm also a part of the YouTube community. There was a YouTube channel called Daddy 5 Have you heard of this channel? Mm-hmm. This was the channel, for those of you who don't know about it, this was a channel on YouTube where there was a, uh, a mother and father who would prank, and I put that in quotations, prank their kids. Right. And this, especially one child in particular named Cody. Uh, they would do things like break his Xbox, uh, make him slap his sister, in, in, and worse. How How are those pranks? Like, that, that is child a, abuse. That is abuse, and it is so, like, how can you even do those things to your children? Like, that's what just, I'm like, y'all already, I'm already out, because mm-hmm. this you call pranks like violence against your children is funny to you what kind of person and you know are you? how I this became it. mainstream how the news networks finally picked it up 
because of actually one of the largest uh, YouTube YouTubers named Philip DeFranco. He's got a, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty much his platform is the news. It's international, it's national, it's YouTube, it's everything. You know, a lot of people were saying, hey, Phil, have you heard about this? And they've been sending it to him, you know, and um, after a while it became viral. Everyone began talking about it. It was on Twitter. Several YouTubers had videos about it. Before you know, now the court system is is now involved in this family. They lost custody of those children, you know, and their YouTube channel has been deleted. They were forced to delete all of those videos of, of, of their so-called pranks, which is actually AKA right. child abuse. abuse. Like Everybody shouldn't have kids. Cause I just, it really makes me question the type of like your character for real, for real. If, if what you find entertaining and amusing is terrorizing your children, I can never, I will never understand and the that. Same thing goes what is for funny? those who find it uh, amusing to, to commit hate crimes, like beating, uh, you know, black men or gay men or, or, you know, whatever, what, what, what have you, you know, causing pain uh, that, that is brought out of hatred or just plain ignorance is right. never okay. Right. And I, I always right. say, you know, I feel like ignorance should not be fucking bliss. That shit should be painful, you know, but people forget. Just, yeah. You know what people forget people are just as opposed to it's like, okay, other people got to deal with the pain from your mm-hmm. ignorance instead of you dealing um, because it's so, I mean, I just have, well, yeah, I got issues with prank culture anyway, because I just think overall, it's just kind of like, okay, this is messed up to treat people this way. Um, but it's, uh, it speaks to this larger, um, that and like hate crimes, just all like violence against other people, hate against other people speaks to this larger um, disregard for humanity, disregard for people's emotions. Just, it is, it's just gross. Interesting. Yeah. It, I, I completely 100% agree with you. And it's like they say, ignorance is temporary, but stupidity is forever. That is why mm. I wanted to make this podcast because I'm, I'm hoping people will share this and learn something because, you know, we need people to do something. You just sit there not doing anything, not admitting what's actually happening around you, not correcting people who do these things, right. you know. Hey, that just sitting by yeah. while stuff is happening. And that's a, if you're not a part of the solution, you're a part exactly. of the problem. Like silence, silence isn't acceptable. Like people was like, oh, well, I don't do it. Yeah, but when it's happening around you, do you do anything? See, that brings me to you're yet so- another Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> quote. In the end, we remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. You feel me? So it's just, I'm so, my father, he has, I'm, he had me reading at a ninth grade level when I was in third grade. So I, my brain is just it. so <laughs> full of. I was telling, um, who was it? I was telling somebody, oh, a former guest, um, like my first guest of the year. I was like, bruh, uh, my mom gave us summer reading. It was not a game. Like, forget school. My mama gave us summer reading lists. Like, I was reading Invisible Man in elementary okay. school. <laughs> Girl, I was on Moby Dick. I was on. That's, I shouldn't have said hey. it like that. I was on Moby Dick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, Prince and the Freezing. Yeah, Three Musketeers. <laughs> like, I had read uh, Romeo right. and Juliet when I was in the second grade. And, and when you think about mm-hmm. it, every movie 
is based on those novels that we loathe reading when it's time. Those same thing. Same thing. I think that's probably why when I was in high school, I actually found Frasier funny because I understood what they were talking about. (laughs) That was my show. My wife picks on me because she's like, oh my God, you're such a nerd. I'm like, I love it. I love that nerdy, dry ass yes. humor. It's I'm great. I'm going to go ahead and rewatch the I series on Hulu. We in this call. Right? Hey. <laughs> but um, I, I want to thank you again for for joining, uh, joining me on this podcast because this was a very um, important issue that I want to get out. And I also want to um, pretty much thank God that I mean, yes, I have hardships, but I'm lucky enough to at mm-hmm. least be in a country where the internet will actually be outraged as to what's going on mm-hmm. and want justice to be served. You know what I'm saying? Right. Versus being in a place like Egypt or Saudi Arabia where you're you're killed for being who you are. Right. Just there's no trial, there's nothing. You're just you're a criminal. You're wrong. You know. Right. At, at least we live in a in a time now where people are starting to get it now I, i'm not saying everything is fixed and everything's hunky-dory because it's fucking no, not i mean look no. what happened it's to a long yeah. and we're still plenty of people who are still being killed for who they are um it may not be government sanctioned technically but it kind of is but we won't we won't go there <laughs> we look at law enforcement so it's kind of like eh, yeah we still, we we still have a ways to go, go. <laughs> Wanna, like all over the world you're right about that um, we got a little ways to go i want to let um, um um your listeners as well as my listeners know that if you have a story um that you would like to share and if you, even if you want to keep it anonymous that's fine you don't have to say your name uh or if you have an opinion on what's going on whether you're with us or against us give us a call 805-664-1828 one eight two eight and love i i appreciate you joining me on this uh on this episode on this podcast and for anyone who joins and decides to call and you're not a part of this podcast don't worry about it you call in we'll still put it on air and we'll most likely bring uh bring bring missy i'm gonna call you jay in because i can never say your first name right um, Lord. <laughs> javier <laughs> Javier. Damn it! See, <laughs> some cultures that JB silent, so I thought maybe that was going See? on there. <laughs> no, that's what a lot of people think too. They're like, uh, "Is it Javier or Javier?" Javier. Usually, the funny thing is, usually people who uh, speak Spanish mm. uh, get my name right on the first try. That's well, they also say Jaja when they're saying when they're laughing during their text. So that's mm-hmm. yeah. Jaja, Jaja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining and, and go ahead and um and, and uh, drop how to find you as well as your podcast all right well um i can be found on twitter as well as instagram um and facebook as black rat queer so it's at b-l-k-r-a-d-q-w-r um across all social media my name is javia nicole so if you look me up um but you probably don't know how to spell my name. So <laughs> um, you, so you may not be able to find me that way. But um, yeah, Black Radical Queer is the podcast. So I have, um, and you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. So um, you can listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, iHeart Radio, all that stuff. So you can listen everywhere. 
And um, yeah, and then I have a Facebook discussion group as well, where people can come in and like talk about the episodes and all that good stuff. So I'm out here in these streets, podcast <laughs> <laughs> streets. Uh, so yeah, you can find me. And then I had Amber on my show, oh, yeah. uh, actually, on a recent episode. So um, not this, not, uh, it was like a couple episodes ago. And um, we talked about all kinds. Well, you should listen. You should listen. And um, we, it was a good time. So um, check it out. <laughs> well, I like that. That's a, that's a hell of a plug. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm your Audible Boo Thang, Amber Smiles Jones. And thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Um, Actually, this episode wasn't that silly, but the very, you know, the next episodes will start getting back to our, to our silly grind, if you will. But I do like to touch the important subjects when they arise, like I did today. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, feel free to call in about any professionally silly episode that you've heard. 805-664-1828. Or you can call in, tell me which episode you listen to and share your opinion, whatever it may be. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step because there's pieces of shit everywhere. Thank you so much, love. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>